0: What's going on, golf addicts? DB here. This is the at and Pebble Beach Pro-Am betting preview. Talking outrights, talking top twenties. Got a fun segment at the end. I'm gonna surprise Pat with something kind of silly. We'll see how that goes. Hoping to get on Planet Tito's. That's what I'm drinking. Pat, what you drinking tonight? You still on beer? On beer. Got a little IPA. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. IPA, IPA, IPA. Yeah, Pat, we had a huge week, buddy started off with you on the Better Sports Network show, which you can watch on the app or on bettersports.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R sports.com for free. You can watch, you can listen to the show, whatever you want to do. It's exclusive content that we put on the Better Sports Network every Tuesday night. It airs. It's a one-hour show. It's a fun golf show. We do some betting. We do some DFS. We do like just some golf talk in general. Um, We usually have a special guest on. But Pat has his exclusive first-round leader picks there on that show, and you sir tipped Aaron Rye at sixty-five to one. That started off the week as he was tied for the lead at the Farmers. I think it was a three-way split, but Bravo to you! Bravo thank to you. you, thank
1: you, Aaron Rye of all people. It, uh, it, it all went downhill after that, but uh, <laughs> well, I mean, all that's we needed week. was that one. That was all we needed was round that's one. A, that's
0: a tremendous start. That's a tremendous start, and then. My boy, Max Homa, who I feel like we just have a great Max Homa radar. I think of his wins, of his six wins, I think we've hit three of them. And we hit him at 25 to 1. I, 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 I meant to say that on the DFS show. I, wrote, I put him on the big balls betting card at 35 to 1. That was a mistake. It should have been 25 to 1 because 25 to 1 was the number I had him on the first look show that I did Monday morning where I talked him up and said, he's a bet. Let's click it. He never got to 35 to 1. He was at 25 to 1. That, that was a mistake on me. but still we gained like 40 or 30 something units. So now the big balls betting card is up 43 and some change units on the PGA tour season crushing it now with our, that's our third winner and that's not counting the Siwoo Kim hit uh, live at eight fifty that Pat didn't want to give me credit for, for the MX, but I mean, we're yeah, rocking and rolling. Good. you know, in, in a year where the, if the favorites are going to win, a lot. You know, we're not gonna have all these long shots. You know, it feels good to at least get a guy at 25 to one. Right. I mean, dang. Yeah.
1: It's a great, And just Max Homa, man. So good. When he gets in the, in like a, just a little taste, a little taste of that lead. It's over. It's, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's, he, he's going to take it. That's true, man. Like he,
0: he's seemingly, he is seemingly defining what we talk about when we say a killer on the golf, right? Like, and, and I mean, it's golf. So at some point, I'm sure he's going to be in contention and he's not going to get it done. It's going to happen. But for the most part, in these six wins, like he is either, he has either taken over the lead on Sunday or he has maintained and just closed the door. And it, it's that is the thing that it's just, it just
1: is different about some guys. It's just different. Yeah. Um, he's got it. I mean, when he had that, I don't know what hole it was, but where he, He missed, it was a par three, missed left. He's just off the green and some, tear. I mean, I don't think people understand how difficult that shot was. He's got some thick rough. He chops at it, comes out perfectly and holds it. Yeah. yeah. And then if you listen to it on the radio, which I watch that, and then I go to, I'm listening on the radio and he's on a hole 16. And all they're talking about on the radio is nobody, like the, the closest, the closest shot on 16 is, is, yeah. 15 something 15 feet 8 inches no i think he that's what up, his shot
0: was that's what his shot was
1: well whatever the, it was the next one was, yeah it was just outside of that like and he has the best shot of the day on the hardest hole of the day that's how i, he, mean, I mean that's how you become a killer or you show
0: that you're a killer on the golf course you could tell on the back nine how, how confidently he was swinging it i mean he was well that was a 220 yard four iron Mm-hmm. But then like on 17 and 18, aiming left, at, you know, near the, near the trouble, cutting it, you know, just like he planned on the, the, the second shot into 18, I saw, I think Brian Kirshner, shout out Brian Kirschner. love you BK, but Kirshner was like, I still can't believe he hit three with there. I was like, why not? Or, or, or why, why, he didn't go for the green there? Come to find out it was a seven wood that he hit into the yeah. green on 18. But I'm like, why not? Like the dude was feeling himself. He was letting yeah. him hang everywhere why not like just you you know you carry the water with that you know worst case scenario your back bunker and i think he said joe uh uh joe was a grinder told him like back bunkers fine so like i mean but like he swung so confidently like i i was sweating that tournament because he was the only name at the top that i that i really cared about winning i know you had jason day on your card i wanted jason day to win but coming down late he wasn't there yeah he was a little too far behind. When he got the lead, like I genuinely didn't sweat it. I didn't.
1: Because, like he's not going to get it up. Yeah, there's. And look, he, I mean, the shot on 18 is what it is. I mean, he, he, he look, this is Max Homa. Killer on the golf course. Yeah. He's not worried about, he's not like you. Okay. You, <laughs> I'm talking to you, the golfer. Yeah. That, that is fears the water. Or as they call the Billabong, I need to. Look, I still need to look up Billabong. sorry, what? What are
0: you? They talking called about?
1: it the Billabong.
0: Called what? The Billabong.
1: The water in front of the green on 18. Stop. Yeah. That's like a name
0: of a surf brand.
1: I've I, th- never I That's what I thought, but they kept calling it the Billabong on radio. We need to Google it. Oh, what? And they were like, oh, "Look, all God. right." So anyway, Max Home is not worried about the Billabong. Okay, he's not. He's not worried about his, his chunking his seven wood. It ain't happening. He's going, at least he's going as far as, you know, the green, if not over.
0: Okay. Billabong is a term that derives from the language of the Wiradjuri people in southwestern New South Wales, which is, uh, New South Wales is in Australia. Shout, shout out to the Aussies, mate. And describes a pond or pool of water that is left behind when a river alters course or after floodwaters recede. That's a billabong. That, that, now that I hear it, that is definitely an Aussie word.
1: Billabong. That's a Billabong, mate. Well, they kept calling it the Billabong on the radio. I never heard that. That's that's wild. Um also,
0: if you're if you weren't paying attention, if you weren't in the nut hut, if you don't follow us on Twitter, halfway through the round on Sunday, we tweeted out Max Homa was fifty to one to win the US is fifty to one to win the U.S. Open at LA Country Club. LA. Like as in California, where Max Homa clearly just he's like he's like a great white shark in the Pacific out there in California. He just loves those waters in California. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he also holds the course record at LA Country Club with a 61. Um, he was 50 to 1. 10 and, and a lot of different people were tweeting this, but like 20 minutes after he was down to like 30 to one. I don't know what the number you can get him on is now, but that's why you gotta pay attention. You gotta be in the nut hut. You gotta be in, you know, you you gotta be Twitter. I, I don't know. You just gotta be something because Max Homa, I think, is now ready to, to like contend in the major and not just contend, but win. Speaking of the Nut Hut, we continue to crush it. Joe Idoni is 16 and three in head to head matchups for the season. 16 and three. He's up 19 units just in four events between his finished position bets and head to heads. And those bets are exclusively found in the Nut Hut. Shout out Joe Idoni. Uh, the showdown content coming from Samson from AC is killer. We are. 124, 92, and 12 in price picks, which is a very solid uh, win-loss total, win loss push total there. Making people plenty of money, except for me on round one. Don't tell me on any round one pl- prize picks plays. Uh, we're just crushing it. The Nut Hut continues to to get a lot of value, a lot of traction. If you're not making back your annual subscription in the Nut Hut now, you're not, I don't you're just a lurker you're not and you're not lurking properly. I don't know what you're doing. So get on get in on the action. Okay. That is that's it. Let's talk about this week at T Pebble Beach Pro Am. There's some, uh, you know, we talked about the golf courses a little bit, obviously, three course rotation. But let's look at trends of the last few winners because we're trying to talk about outrights here. Uh, most winners come from the U.S., I think we've had three non U.S. winners, which is weird. I don't think that's related at all, but it's just very strange. Um, but history and experience around pebble beach is definitely a factor mm-hmm. um f- of the last 13 winners they all had a 16th place or higher finish in at least one of three previous starts at 18th pebble beach all of the last 16 winners have finished 21st or higher in a previous pebble beach pro am um the last 12 winners have played in at least two previous Pebble Beach Pro Am. The last 12 winners have had experience on the PJ Tour and had a bunch of, had over 100 starts on the PJ Tour. And 15 of the last 16 winners had at least one previous win on the PJ Tour. So not just experience at Pebble matters, but also just kind of experience in general tends to matter. So it's, it's not a place where we tend to see rookies win. Um, we have had some first timers win. I mean, Ted Potter, I think, was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was wild. We've had some long shots win. We talked about that on the DFS show. I mean, Nick Taylor, I think, it was like one sixty to one. Vaughn Taylor was three hundred to one. Ted Potter was five hundred to one. I think Hoey was around sixty last year. Um, d- you know, long hitters, short hitters, DJ, Phil, Snedeker, those types have all won here. It can kind of give you a different. Um, you know, the, 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 the winners can look different here, but experience tends to matter for sure. And you got to hit, you got to put your ball in the fairway. And, and most of them do because everybody kind of hits it to the same spot. Then it's kind of a wedge fest, putting fest, short iron situation to these very small greens on all three courses. You're going to miss a few greens, got to get up and down. And then it comes down to comfortability and, and putting execution on POA on all three courses. Um, and getting the job done, and you got to put up with the pro amp situation, long rounds, celebrities, you know, layer the cable guys, Bo, um, Bill, Bill Murray's, Murray's jokes. hitting it all over, yeah, hitting it all yeah. over
1: the place. I'm, I'm done with Bill Murray. Murray. Like, let's just be done. Can we get somebody else? Get Pat McAfee in there. That's my take. Like, wow. yeah,
0: if I'm AT and T, I'm paying whatever it takes to get Pat McAfee to play in the Pebble Beach Pro Am. He's Why the can't
1: hottest. we get? get Happy Gilmore? Why can't we get Adam Sandler playing in this damn thing? Hmm. Surely they've offered him. I mean, and doesn't he actually play golf? I don't, I don't, I think he's the perfect player for this, but I don't think he's ever been in it. But he actually, like, on Happy Gilmore, you have the whole, like, what's his name, Bob? Bob? The Bob guy? (laughs) Uh, I don't want to say Bob Saget, but the guy, God rest his soul, Bob Saget. He was funny. Um, <laughs> you know, okay. Bob from Price is Right. Oh, Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Okay, okay. Also, God rest his soul. <laughs>
0: okay. okay. Are you, wait, really? Bob Barker?
2: What? Dude, wait, what? <laughs> Bob Barker died like freaking forever ago. He's a million years old. What is he? You think he's. Am am I losing it? Wait, what?
0: (laughs) Bob Barker suffered a head injury in 2017 but did not die. According to an article from January 18th entitled, This is January 18th of this year. Of this year. Is Bob Barker still alive? He is. He's ninety-nine.
2: See? What the hell? But when his
0: time comes, God rest his soul. Okay. All right. Man, I'm glad we got that got that out of the way. Um, all right. Let's talk about the field, Pat. I mean, this this is rough. It's it's rough. It's tough sledding here. Jordan Spieth, Matt Fitzpatrick, kind of your, your favorites slash co favorites here. I saw in the first look show this morning. You know, Fitzpatrick was a was a favorite in one book, speeth a favorite in the other, two or three I looked at. It's kind of Hovlin Hoagie, and then it's kind of a drop off from there to like Sheamus Putnam, McNeely, all those guys. So in the shorter range, what's
1: what's the what's the deal? What are we what are we thinking here? You know, this is such a weird event. So it's just it's the field is, is rough. Um, but I do think if I'm going to look at two guys that I really like up here at the top that I want to bet. One of them is Mav McNeely at 20 to 1. And then I also like uh, Seamus Power at 22 to 1. I know you're not a fan of Seamus, but I like both of those and I like the numbers there. So those are the two that I, I like as far as outrights to win. I think I'm just going to avoid anybody shorter than that. Gosh. You know, Oh, yeah fitzy doesn't fitzy you know i I like some of these for dfs purposes but yeah for betting outright i think i just i don't want to i don't want to put any money down on fitzpatrick speed or hovland either of those three
2: yeah i'm
0: with you there on the outright side i'm not going to do that either um I wish I could find somebody to put against power and and make a bet with you, but I I don't think we're going to be able to find anybody in the range that that will that will work. But maybe we'll find one later down the road.
1: I mean, um, you could you could say if you like Hoagie, they're, like they're literally the same. But I mean, odds you would, me, you would you would take that bet? Seamus Power over Hoagie?
2: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if i would do that right like,
0: because i do like hoagie yeah um i mean for me hoagie checks a lot more boxes than seamus power the the question is and i said this on the first look show this morning he's like is hoagie gonna win this thing back to back
2: i don't that, think so
0: and that's that's where i struggle you know it's like his first time defending champion I don't know. But but it, at the same time like he's hitting his iron so good right now. So good. Really really good. He obviously likes the course. I think I I know he likes the course. We've talked about it. But it's how you going to win back to back? Like that's where I have problems. I'm with you on Matt McNeely. We got him this morning on the first look show around 22 to 1. It doesn't feel great. I'll say that though too. Like honestly, honestly when it I, I don't have much of a problem completely fading anyone shy of 50 to one right now. I don't, I, I could see that. It's just not one of those weeks to me. It, it's really not. So I'm not, well, you f- know what I, th- I think,
2: hmm. I think it could be old guy week. You think
1: so? You're mm-hmm. going to see an old far get it done. Cooch Rose. Which is what I was going to say is if you're going over, if you're getting in that middle range after 25 to one, Cooch yeah, and Rose right there at 35 to one. I think Coochers 37 to one on, on FanDuel. That's a good question. So out of those two, who do you trust more to win? I think I, still, to... I think I still trust Justin Rose more to win. You do? He contended here in 2019. He was right there down the stretch with Gary Woodland. He's been in, I think, better form recently than Cooch, just as far as, like, he's played more than Cooch. He's, you know, like, I I don't know. It's like, you look at Cooch. let's, Let's look at their... Now, I do know, like, Cooch sucked at the start of the Sony, and I was a big fan of Cooch. But then all of a sudden, he came on. Finished T7. But Justin Rose to me, I think is just. I think he's got a really good game for this course, and he's had you know, he was top twenty last week at the Farmers, kind of a sneaky top twenty. He has not finished outside the top thirty in his last four events.
0: Pretty strong. I think I trust Rose as well a little bit more. Rose ten PGA Tour victories, Kuchar seven. Their their last wins both came around the same time. Kuchar won the Sony in twenty nineteen. Rose won the Farmers just a couple weeks after in 2019. Those were their last victories. Yeah. But I still don't know that I love the 35-37 to 1 for those guys. Like like that's that's
1: for guys who haven't won in 4 years and they're old. I guess it's just I look at this tournament and you you see guys like a yeah, you know, Phil Mickelson won here in 2019 also talking about yeah, 2019. 2019. Was that like the year of these like the last like 2019, you had Mickelson, Pebble, Kucher at Sony, and Rose at Farmers. Maybe yeah, it's, but, yeah, but that's Phil. Like Phil's, uh, he is kind of
2: ageless. He won yeah, a major. Over 50. Won the PGA at 2021, or
1: whatever it was. But I, I do, I do think they can win. If you're looking at guys, and you want to say like, hey. Who's going to win? And I'm going to bet my outright money on them. Rose and Kuchar can win. They can win. I don't think I want to do it. I I still,
0: I genuinely think it's not until we get to 50 to 1 that I'm interested. Okay. Except in like Hoagie and McNeely, but both feel like I'm
2: getting, but both is like, but both of them are like being at Disney world.
0: You know, if you're a dad at Disney World, you know, you walk up into Disney World and you think you got money. You think you're, you're a badass dad and you got it. You got a little change in your pocket, a little change, do something strange. You got, I got my family tickets to Disney. We flew them out here. We stay in a cool place. And then you, you just want to go, you know, you want to go get some, some French fries or something, maybe some cheese fries with some bacon on them or something, maybe a little ranch. And that should cost you about six bucks. And then you get there, and you're at the counter, and and it's, you know, it's twenty four dollars for a basket of French fries with some melted, some wet cheese, and uh, some bacon bits that probably ain't even real pork, with a side of ranch, and it's only a little. It's like a, it's like an individual packet of ranch. So you're gonna have to ask for more. But you pay it anyway. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's kind of what it feels like. Mav and Hoagie kind of paying twenty and twenty two to one for Mav. And Hoagie kind of feel like that. It's like, huh? You like, you know, I'm reaching into my wallet, like, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay, okay, I'm a, oh, I, I, insert my card here where it says you're an idiot and put it in there. Is that what I do? Okay, cool. I'm, a, I'm an idiot, and I put it in there and I give you my money and you give me the wet cheese fries. It's kind of the same
1: thing. I don't feel good about it, but we're, but here we are.
2: Is there more I'm, I'm any is, is there
1: any place that has more disappointing food than Disney?
2: hell no no no
0: i about I mean, had a heart attack the first time i literally you you sh- i i went into a cardiac arrest you you needed i needed the paddles the first time i went to disney and paid for lunch for my family of five
1: and then they don't even have anything really on the menus you go in there and you're like oh i'm excited i'm gonna eat at the italian place and oh, they cool. got like four <laughs> things on the menu
0: yeah oh Oh, but it's four hundred dollars because the beast is going to come up and tickle on your ear, maybe tickle your cousin next to you. It's four hundred dollars because you got it's to do so, that. So stupid. And what's the deal with turkey legs? Why does somebody want to eat a big no old turkey leg? I've never eaten a turkey leg a day in my life. Uh, it blows my mind. We had we had the fair back in the fall here in Augusta, and the, the, the freaking women, women, yeah, like like respectable ladies. I'm not talking like ladies of the night or anything. Just re- like regular women, nice. <laughs> with a, ladies just just t- turkey juice dripping down their chin i don't understand it
1: but they're not even i don't even think they're that good they can't be I, i've tried one turkey is Actually, good one way
0: and that's fried covered in whatever sauce you want to put it in that's it mm-hmm. you can't tell me it's good at the fair it's not go get a reese's smothered funnel cake and have your day have a day Anyway. um, Next range, okay. Where are we? What range are we in? We're like in the mids now, up to seventy-five okay. to one. This is where this is where I'm I'm living. Like I'm going to start here. Alex Smalley at fifty to one. I talked about him in the DFS show. I do think he's going to be chalky in DFS. I'm I'm rolling him out. He's fifty to one on MGM. I'm going to bet him outright. I'm already. I'm I'm telling you right now, he's on the card. I talked about him this morning. I literally I was doing the first look show. This is why I got to join the Nut Hut again. Another reason because the first look show is about to move to Nut Hut exclusive. It's not going to be free on YouTube anymore. I mentioned Alex Molly, he's 65 to 1 was his best number on DraftKings. 10 minutes later, he's 50 to 1. 10 minutes. I was literally recording the video and the eyes shortened. And he remains mm-hmm. at 50 to 1. Like the kid is playing really well. Ball striking is tremendous. Um you know putters whatever but he didn't lose strokes at tory which is nice I- i'm glad to see that the guy's got upside fourth at houston fifth at rsm classic if you can bet in each way i'd pound it but he's really the first name on the board that i bet and i feel good about betting like i feel like i'm getting a good number is alex molly i got yeah, more in I-, I like Smalley too go ahead um Lipski at 70 to one I talked him up a little bit on the DFS show as well I'm just a believer in the guy I've been talking about him for probably a year now I'm just a believer in the guy. he's he's won multiple events worldwide he I I know that he can close especially at a field like this it's weak he was just in contention a couple weeks ago he's very accurate off the tee good wedge player Lipski at 70 to one I think on DK is the best number Okay, I'll give you one more that I'm I'm excited about, and I say excited very cautiously. But then I'll give you another one that I say I'm interested in. Like I even have less of a ringing endorsement, but a guy who checks a lot of boxes for me and ranks very highly in the initial model is Russell Knox at eighty to one on MGM. Hits a ton of fairways, probably ranks as one of the best iron players in this field. Like not even joking in the field. Ball striking at Pebble has been tremendous over the last 24 rounds. Ball striking at Pebble, he is 16th in the field. Very good from the from the close range, kind of wedge proximity plays here. It all comes down to the flat stick for Russell Knox. 80-1 to 1 MGM. I think it's worth a gamble. Two-time winner on the PGA Tour. Gained strokes at the Amex with the flat stick. Or gained half a stroke at the Amex with the flat stick. That's good to see. That's all you really need out of Russell Knox. But the other play in this range that's a little feels a little crummy but it's it's like the the disney world french fries again is nick taylor at 70 to 1 on Fanduel? <laughs> like mm. if if i'm if i don't start my card before 50 to 1 then nick taylor will probably find his way in at 70 to 1 because i'll have enough units to kind of throw it out there but you know previous winner here two-time winner on the pga tour um just kind of, you know, he his the only surface he gain strokes putting on is Poa. He can hit the irons fairly decent, accurate off the T. T7 at the Sony a couple weeks ago. I think he could do worse. That's it for me in this right
1: Okay. Um I had actually I'm um, there's a lot of agreement here. I, only one I would add, and this is one that I, I wish he he had played here before because I know he's, he's uh, I, th- I believe he's a rookie on tour, but S.H. Kim, it's 75 to 1. He's a rookie. There is, there's some interest there. I think, you know, you look at, um, you know, his recent results, He's he's been, you know, really good. He's got a top 20 at, at the Farmers last week. He was top 15 at the Sony Open. Another kind of shorter Scorable course you know i i think sh kim can do some damage here and and potentially win 75 to 1 um you know i know he's you know this is his rookie year and all that kind of stuff but um sh kim to me i think could be interesting at 75 to one other than that i really don't have anybody else in this range really okay no i mean you i do but you named them oh so, i named them all okay yeah
0: there you have uh well before we go to Before we go to the to the next range, um, listen. If you want a lucrative side hustle that you can do from home, no time commitments, no minimums, our friends at Smart Scalpers got you. Uh, We got a guy in Augusta here started it twenty years ago, known him for a long time. You can trust him. Started Smart Scalpers and Elite Events. You basically they teach you how to do it. You do it all from your home, all online. It's not like standing on the corner being a ticket broker kind of thing, but you're helping to broker tickets for festivals, concerts, comedy shows, uh, plays, whatever, all over the country, uh, brokering tickets, making some money. There's people who have started doing this and they're making more money now than they did with their full time job. And they're not even doing it full time, but it's, you know, they'll teach you, they'll train you, they'll give you a software that's an intelligent software that helps you find what you need, buy and sell what you need when you need it. And again, you can put in as little or as much time as you want, they will train you. There's no minimum expectation, and there's no pressure if you text the number to find out more information you decide you don't want to do it. Okay, But all you got to do is text the number 706-755-5974 and mention the Tour Junkies. That's 706-755-5974, and just say, hey, I want to learn more about smart scalpers the Tour Junkies sent me. So if you're looking for a little side hustle, just something you can do whenever you want. Again, you don't have to do it a lot. Check them out. I know those guys very well. Um, they've been based here in Augusta for a long time. They do a great job with master's hospitality as well. But um, other than that, they, they just crush it in the ticket business. And I know people making money doing it. So check them out. All right, longer range, kind of up to that 130 to one spot, Pat. I got a few names, but I will let you start this one in the event that I name
1: all yours again. I
0: don't want to take your thunder, so I'll let you go.
1: Okay, I uh, appreciate that. Um, all right, I'll start with a guy. I'm just he just keeps popping everywhere for me. I'm a big fan of Robbie Shelton this week at ninety to one. I've seen him as short as sixty six to one. By the way, um, looking at him at sixty six to one on Bet MGM, but he's ninety to one on FanDuel. I like that. I like him a lot this week. I think um, you know he's yeah. another guy, extremely solid golfer. Checks a lot of boxes when it comes to this golf course. Um, so Robbie Shelton is one that I think. Um, I'll definitely play. Um, I like that. Uh, yeah, and also had a top 20 last week. Another guy that I think um, in this range that I, I like, I did not mention him on the DFS show. Grayson Sig is at 90 to 1. Grayson Sig played, I believe he played in the U.S. Open, didn't he? Or not? Can I Are mean? we ready? Um, he did not. For some reason, I thought he played in the U.S. Open here. But... Either way, I feel like this is a good this is a good Sig course. What do you think about Sig? I was going to ask you about him on the show earlier.
0: Thanks for asking. Um, I do have him written down, but I only have him written down for a top twenty. I don't have him down for the outright yet. I, I just I don't I don't trust him yet on Poa West Coast. Like close the door in contention, shut it down, win the outright. I, I don't. I don't trust him there. But I do have him down as a top 20 value that we'll get to later. He's at plus 360. Yeah. So I like, I like Sig in DFS. We didn't talk about him on the DFS show at all. I like him in DFS. I like him top 20. I considered him outright, but I just couldn't quite make it happen. Yeah. Um, another one that I like in this range. I like the Shelton play, though. I like the Shelton play. He is checking boxes. 90 to 1 is a good value on that right now.
1: Yeah and here's another where I think is is good value. Lanta Griffin is 90 to 1 on DraftKings right now. I would jump on that. He's um that. he's 80 to 1 on BetMGM and he's 55 to 1 on FanDuel. So it, I mean just some big discrepancies there. So, I like uh, I like Alonso there at 90-1. Uh, at and then I have to, I just cannot avoid Nate Lashley on this damn golf
0: course. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We're like the same. <laughs> I mean, 100-1. Yeah,
1: Lashley. I have
0: him written down and I haven't written his name down freaking
1: ever. Though, no, but Nate, I mean, this guy, this N- is I cannot a, believe you said his name.
0: Perfect course fit for
1: him. And he was top 10 at the Sony Open just a few weeks ago. So, he's He's shown some form.
0: He finished he, fifth. he finished fifth here in 2021. 28th last year. He should have
1: won. I don't know if you remember. He had like that blow up hole and, and totally oh, screwed God. up his.
0: Yeah, it, over the last 24 rounds at Pebble Beach, he is sixth in this field in strokes gained ball striking. Um this this is kind of one of those nasty Nate Lashley courses. A short course rewards putting, rewards wedges. That's just what he does. A hundred to one, I'm with you. Like, I agree. I'm telling you, like my like my card, like the Hoagie and Mav thing, I like, but they're all, they're both too short to be on DB's big balls betting card at 25 to one or, or higher mm-hmm. or longer. So like I'm, I am literally the, the names that I named in the last range, Shelton and Lashley, and then it's bomb. It's like take me to Bomb Town, and leave and, you know. And leave me there, because that's what's about to happen. Because I had two names written down in this range. It was Shelton and Lashley.
1: All right. Well, I don't have really much in the bomb range, so then you can. I got some slack there. Bombs, because I mean, hey, I mean,
0: we we already talked about the top. Like we don't trust Jordan Fitzpatrick Hovland Mm -hmm. enough, right? To close the door. This is probably the weakest Pebble Beach field we've had, maybe ever. But probably in recent history, because last year's field strength, I looked it up because I got in an argument with you about something earlier. Last year's field strength was like 180 something by, by the World Golf Rank, and and I don't remember what who all was in last year's field as far as at the top. But I'd be willing to bet that this year is worse, considering where it falls on this. It's the gotta circle. be. It's gotta it's be worse. Not to be worse. So if if in stronger fields, you can have guys like Nick Taylor at 160, Vaughn Taylor at 300, Ted Potter at 500, win the stupid six-hour-long, first three rounds, pro-am, hit and giggle, tickle your balls, you know, 54-hole f- cut, wedge putting contest, then I got names for you down here that could, that could be that ridiculous, okay? I got names. I'll start with the shorter one. Ben Taylor, 140-1. to 1. We just saw Ben Taylor contend just a few weeks ago. The, the guy checks, checks plenty of boxes. The short he game was is, actually
1: the one I had in this, this
0: uh, long okay. Short game is tidy. Um, he's at the Sony Open. I mean, the dude, as a rookie, has already finished, has already had a third-place finish and a fourth-place finish at Houston and Sony. And That's two very different golf courses, too, by the way. Like, but this guy's ball-striking and short. Like he just seemingly, so far on the PJ Tour, has not shown really any weaknesses in any level of his game. Love that for Ben Taylor at one forty to one on FanDuel is the best number. I mean, we talked about old guys. Scott Piercy is one hundred and fifty to one, and Scott Piercy has a lot of laps around Pebble Beach and has done quite well. He's a good wedge player. He's good around the greens. He his irons are solid. He can score in a birdie fest. I don't love. I don't love it. Like I'd probably rather have Ben Taylor, but Scott Piercy's one that I got my eye on, and this guy. I wish was in better form because he'd be a perfect fit, but Mark Hubbard is 210. Mm. 210 to 1 on FanDuel, which is considerably longer than he is on a lot of other books. Now, granted, he has sucked. Okay. He's missed the cut his last four events. And then he basically finished DFL up as Zozo. So it, it's not been it has not been great. But for a guy who has come close just a couple of times. You know, he's been on the PJ Tour for a long time. His long term game should suit Pebble Beach. He just has to hit a few more fairways, but 210 to one seem long to me. And then the last two I talked about on the DFS show Satoshi Kodaira at 300 to one is checking a ton of boxes, and he's a PJ Tour winner. Austin Cook, 350 to one on FanDuel, also a PJ Tour winner. I just think these are some random names. I mean, if, if, you know, Ted Potter can get it done, I think these <laughs> I was guys got to can... say, yeah, if Ted Potter can get it done. Yeah, so I don't know. Th- those are some bombs. I could probably, uh, yeah, I got some more in like the top 20 range that I'm interested in that are bombs, but those are the names I think actually could win. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the video if you haven't already. And here's the comment for YouTube. Same, same question we asked on DFS. Biggest name player that you would rank Max Homa ahead of in the world golf ranking. If it were you, who's the biggest name player. So where are you ranking Max Homa just above what player put that in the comments? I'm interested to see how that goes. Cause it feels like Homa is here, buddy. Like right now, like right now feels like he's a top 10 player in the world. Um, okay, Pat, let's get to our top twenties, top 20 plays. I'll say at the top of the range, I'm pretty pleased with these. Like, this is probably what I'll end up actually doing in real life is not betting an outright, probably shorter than 45, 50 to one, but betting Mav and Hoagie and Putnam, and maybe even like Rose, all at good plus money numbers. Like, Mav's 140, Hoagie's 150, Putnam's 175, and Rose is plus 200. And I, I, I trust the top 20. More so than I either trust the outright or I like the outright
1: value on those guys. That's the top. Yeah. Don't don't mind it. I, I like Hoagie at plus one fifty. Top twenty. I like Andrew Putnam plus one seventy five. Um. Also, if if I'm dropping down a little bit to um, a little bit longer odds, I like Scott Stallings at plus two sixty. I think Stallings. This is a guy that should really play this course well. He has in the past. Um, I think good, he's lost a little bit. Short iron player. Yeah, I think he's lost a little bit with his irons. But if he just, you know, finds a little form there, plus two sixty to finish in the top twenty, I, I feel like that shouldn't be too difficult for him. But we'll see what happens. Um, another, a couple others. Um, you know, Shelton, I do like top twenty as well at plus three thirty. Nate Lashley is plus three sixty to finish in the top twenty. A little bit longer odds. Um, I've been on Aaron Baddeley just all year. And I'm going to continue it on the top 20s. I, I need to go back and see if he's actually hit any of them, but mm. I like him plus 400 mm. for Aaron Baddeley there. Um, all right, I don't, I don't hate those. I like Matt Naismith
0: at three to one. We talked about him on the DFS show a good bit. Um, I think this is a great spot for him. He's played it well in the past. It's going to let him do what he does best with this, which is hit a lot of greens in regulation, hit his irons close, do his thing there. I mentioned um, Russell Knox, Ben Taylor, Nate Lashley, you mentioned a guy who I haven't mentioned to win. I don't even think we talked about on the DFS show, but Troy Merritt at four to one kind of popping for me. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he has a caddy on the bag that has won at Pebble beach before with a different player. Very experienced caddy around Pebble beach, which we know matters. Uh, And Merritt himself has plenty of experience around Pebble Beach and and has had some decent finishes. So, I like that for Troy Merritt. Uh, Austin Cook six to one. Satoshi Kadarch seven to one. Those are two bombs I mentioned, but two more bombs. I mean, can I interest you in Zach Blair at seven to one Zach on Zach
1: Blair? I mean, sorry on on Pebble Beach. I mean, it makes. Why is he getting all these starts? By the way, he played last week was in in like a premier group, I think, or maybe just somebody in his group. Oh no, he league. played.
0: No, he played. Was it round one and two? He played with Sam Ryder and Brendan Steele. They were, they were literally That's right. second. And <laughs> yeah. then, and then Blair, he had Zach Blair in there. Yeah, just dinking along. But I mean, he had it, farmers. I mean, Tory is just the worst for him. Yeah. Pe- Pebble was. Is how is his he getting future. all
1: these starts,
0: though? That's why I, I don't understand. It must be some medical thing or something. I don't know. He, he finished 18th here the last time he played in 2020. We just saw him finish 29th at the RSM Classic. Seven to one, that's that's an interesting bomb. And then I got to mention it because I just, I'm trying not to like will it to happen, but I do know for a fact that this player is very good at hitting fairways, okay? Important at Pebble Beach. He's not very long, Mm -hmm. okay? Not important at Pebble Beach. He's a very good wedge player. Prefers wedges. And a lot of his missed cuts, a lot of his trunk slamming done on courses where he doesn't get a lot of wedge opportunities. But in this field, over the last 75 rounds, if you look at the long term proximity between like 125 and 150, 100 to 125, he's 11th in the field, 32nd in the field in those categories. And he is 11 to 1 to top 20. It's Max McGreevy. It's
2: just a, just a, on well, max just yeah just a bomb max mcgreevy 11-1 to top 20
0: there you go you good i'm good i think that's all i have there well it's I mean, not all we have because we're gonna try something fun with you pat uh, i i this could this could totally bomb okay this could totally bomb if it does won't do it again but We'll see. I haven't told Pat at all what this is. I'm hoping he has no idea. I
1: saw it is. on the um the rundown. I was wondering what it was. Pat, have you heard of chat GPT? Of who?
2: <laughs> have you heard of ChatGPT?
0: Chat GPT. No, I have not. <laughs> okay. 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 Good. 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 All right. I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to share my screen, Pat. You, you may want to, you may have to go full screen here so that you can see. I want you to be able to read this clearly. Um. Okay, okay, you got that? Can you see that? Yes. All right. This is this is chat. This is chat GPT. Um. Let's see. Let's just start off with something basic here. Who is Pat Perry of the Tour Junkies? Pat Perry is co-founder of Thor Junkies, a golf-focused media company that provides analysis and betting insights for professional golf events. Perry is known for his expertise in golf statistics and his ability to provide in-depth analysis of the sport to help fans make informed betting decisions. Wow. Boo-boo. There you huh? go,
1: Chat GPT. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay. I see you. I see you. Um... Hold on, let's see if I can get this. Okay, maybe this is a little better. I want to be able to... I know you can't read the whole thing, but we'll read it out loud.
2: Okay, so this is what I want to do.
0: I wanted to... So, uh, Pat, chat GPT is AI. Have you heard of AI? Mm -hmm. Yeah, artificial
1: intelligence.
0: Okay, good. Mm -hmm. And so this is like Google on steroids. All right? So I want to start out with this. I would like for for chat gpt to write a song about tour junkies um for maybe you to just give us a little a little glimpse of maybe what the verse in the first chorus would sound like what do you say you think we could do that okay what, right. what's a singer or an artist or musician or band maybe that you would you would like it to copy or like emulate the style of or maybe even or if it could even be a rapper if you want to rap it's up to you
1: i don't feel like rapping um okay. I feel like throwing you for a loop a little here.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. How about James Taylor? Ooh. Okay. James Taylor. I like it. All right. Can you write a song about the Tour Junkies Golf Podcast in a similar style to James Taylor? See what she comes up with here. I say. I say she. Okay,
2: sure. Here's a song. Verse one.
0: (laughs) Are you seeing this, Pat? Yes. You can't can't see the whole thing. Oh, you can't. Yes, you can't. I can't
1: really. How does it do this?
2: (laughs) Okay,
0: okay, okay. Okay, let me me stop it there. Okay, Pat, why don't you hit us with the first verse (laughs) and the chorus in the style of James Taylor? (laughs)
2: how do i see this you don't see it verse one hang on there's something in the way there i see the whole thing okay here we go
1: they're the masters of the green with stats and insights to be seen pat and teed of the toy junkies always with a birdie scheme oh yeah good. listen to their podcast you'll get a golf fix that's the best with predictions analysis and <laughs> jokes that are second to none what and you'll confess all right
0: here's the course big hook right here Big the hook.
1: tour junkies, the tour junkies, a golf pass that can't be beat. From the banter to their insights, they've got the game on repeat. They'll take you to the majors, to the PGA tour with ease. The <laughs> tour junkies, the tour junkies, the golf experts—you'll surely please. They'll help you make your picks with data that's fresh and slick. It's true. From strokes gained to tee shots, they've got it all mapped out quick. (laughs) They're pros at odds and lines with tips that you won't find. Follow their lead, you surely win. It's the golf advice of a kind. Mm. The tour junkies, the tour junkies, yeah. a golf podcast that can't be beat Okay. From their banter. Okay. Okay.
2: That's good. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. That was, how... that was tremendous. All right. Let's do something else. Let's do Write, write Me a Children's Book about. PGA Tour golfer Max Homa.
0: Oh, look at okay, Pat. Why don't you read the title and the uh, just a few lines from the from the
1: book here? I mean, should I wait till the thing to finish? Well, I mean, it it, it doesn't have to finish. But oh, hold
0: on, I got to get you uh, so you can see the whole thing. Okay, yeah,
1: that's what you didn't do before. Uh. Back. Okay, go ahead. Okay. What, I
0: just Homa. I stopped it, so just
1: read a few, few things there. Max Homa. The golfer with a smile. Mm. Once upon a time, there was a young boy named Max Homa who lived in California. Max loved playing golf, and he would spend hours every day practic- practicing his swing and putting. One day, Max entered a local golf tournament, and he was amazed at how... Hang on. You moved the screen. I was getting into it, damn it. There we go. Okay. One day, Max entered a local golf tournament, and he was amazed at how well he played. He won the tournament, and everyone was impressed by his skill and determination. Max continued to play in tournaments, and soon he became one of the best golfers in the world. Wait, in the state. He was known for his incredible accuracy and his big smile and people would come from all over just to watch him play one day max got a call from the pga tour inviting him to join the professional golfers max was thrilled and he worked even harder to improve his game he traveled to golf courses all over the world and he made friends with the others with the others with the other golfers max was always happy and positive and he never let the pressure get to him
0: Oh man, that, that was that was that was great. <clears throat> that was great. All right, last last exercise here for chat GPT. Mm.
1: Is this um, a website?
0: Yeah. Write me <laughs> Yeah, what what do you think it is?
2: <laughs> Write me a theme song or a podcast about a middle aged man who loves fantasy golf.
0: Oh, they titled the song Creatively. Yeah, that's not very creative. Fantasy Golf and Pink (laughs) Wine. Let's see. (laughs) Should I just read this, or would you like to read it, or do you want to take a stab at singing it? I feel like this should be read. Okay. Okay, it says,
1: verse one. First one. Do you want me to read it or you want to read it? I think uh, you should read this one. Okay, I'll read it. Middle-aged man
0: with a passion so rare. Fantasy golf and pink wine, his favorite pair. Every shot, every sip brings a smile to his face. He's the king of queens, the ruler of the race. No, he's the king of greens. King of greens, sorry. (laughs) The ruler of the race. Chorus. Fantasy golf and pink wine—the perfect mix. He'll tell you stories, share tips and tricks from tea to green. He knows the score. Fantasy golf and pink wine—that's what he's living for. <laughs> Verse two: With every swing, he feels so free. A passion for the game—that's that's where he'll always be. And when the day is done, he'll raise a glass of pink—the good life, with the friends he's made. It's all in the drink. Damn, that's a good line. There. That's a, That's a, I like that. I mean, I'd, I'd like I'd like put that on my wall in the living room yeah um then then the chorus hits again fantasy golf and pink wine the perfect mix he'll tell you stories, share tips and tricks from tita green he knows the score fantasy golf and pink wine that's what he's living for oh here's the bridge life's too short to be living without the thrill of the game and the taste of the route so come along on this journey we'll take fantasy golf and pink wine it's all for our sake how about that huh what a what a
2: what a what a That story. was good. That was good. I like that. What do you think of Chat GPT? You never heard of it, huh? No. Is there an app for
0: that? Uh, as far as I know, no. There's no app. No, it's just a website. But it's AI, and it's it's really taking the world by storm. Pat, it's uh, it's it's got a lot of people worried too that that their job may be obsolete because, like, I could tell I could tell Chat GPT to to write an article, a betting article about the show or about the, about the tournament this week and it'll put it out. It'll be, it'll be good. Is there anything you'd like me to ask chat GPT? Is there any pontificate thoughts maybe you've had or things you've wanted to know, um, or things you've wanted done
1: written that maybe your wife's had? I don't know. Maybe you could ask chat GPT why there are certain people in the world that don't, um, put their grocery carts back in the corral. Oh, okay, okay. Um all right, let me let me
0: let me try that. Um, what are some reasons
2: people don't put back their grocery cart in the corral?
0: Here are some reasons people may not put their grocery carts back in the corral. Number one convenience pat people may not want to take the extra time to return the cart to the corral number two distance it may be too far away or difficult to get to especially for people with limited mobility or disabilities forgetfulness they may simply. oh shit lack of awareness people may not know they're supposed to return the cart, or that they may not understand the importance of doing so number five it could be poorly designed corrals that are damaged difficult to maneuver or located in inconvenient areas Number six, carelessness. Some people may simply not care about the consequences. Number seven, weather. If it's raining or if the corral is difficult to access due to snow or ice.
1: Hmm. Did any of those answers suffice for you? I mean, they don't suffice, but I understand that just really still ticks me off. Anyway, okay. That's that fun. Ch-
0: that's chat. That's Pat
1: GPT. You know what
0: I mean? Ha <laughs> ha! So- you know if you have any if you have any questions you need answered Pat that's all for you. We'll, we'll you know submit them on the show. We'll we'll have ChatGPT answer them. Okay? In the meantime, actually, you know what? Let's do this. Before we go, let's see if if uh ChatGPT can predict the winner of the uh of the golf tournament. Um what
2: golfer is likely to win the 2023 Beach pro-am. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's going to... Yeah. Yeah. She makes excuses,
0: basically. So she don't know. She don't know. She don't know. I know. She don't know, She'll know now. Uh-huh. That's it for us. That's the Tour Junkies betting preview for the AT&T Pebble Beach pro-am. We hope you have a great week, and let's bend over your bookie.